0: You're listening to
1: you're listening to the to the beer, the beer o'clock show you're listening to the Beer o'clock show
2: it's Beer o'clock and this is the Beer o'clock show where every week we drink beers from around the country and around the world my name is Mark and joining me in his three Lions onesie is my beer buddy Steve hello Steve I'm Mark how you doing I'm doing all right mate how are you I'm I'm good, thank you. Glad glad to be back for yet another season. <laughs> Very good, and this is season seven. And this season we're doing something of a Six Nations season, hence the three lines onesie crack. Because tonight <laughs> is England it's, it's night. It's
1: always good when you have to explain your jokes,
2: <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, when you tell the boys and girls what what's going on with this all too brief of a season.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a strange one for us because um, we, we've mentioned this before with uh, how our holidays didn't exactly coordinate this year. So, so it means that we've had to move things around a little bit um, to squeeze in a season before the summer hits. So we've got a very short. I think it's about eight weeks this season Um, and we're kind of having a look around the UK uh, at some beers from England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales. Um, We're also bringing into that uh, France and Italy as well, Um, so hence the Six Nations theme. Uh, And also right in the middle of the season we'll be celebrating Beer Day Britain as as well with the official beer that's being brewed for that event and we'll have Jane Payton on who's behind the event as well. Um, So that pretty much sums up the season. Um, It's going to be interesting it's going to be good fun uh there's a lot of me and you this season very few guests <laughs> as, as well so um people just have to put up with us i guess
2: well i i did i did have a little bit of a bit of a complaint last season cause i wasn't getting enough of you to myself i was sharing you around a bit too much steve
1: <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got me completely to yourself for the whole season. Like like I say, apart from the the, the one show where we've got Jane on um, for Beer Day Britain, we've also got the Home Brew special coming back as well. Yep. So we we'll have the three on with us as well, and we might, dependent on if we pull the beer off for the end of the season, we might have a guest with us at the end of the season as well. Okie dokie.
2: So we're kicking off this week's show tonight is England night. Of the Six it Nations is. It's all, tonight, yeah. it's all about England tonight, yeah. all about England. We've got two beers, actually. We only had one scheduled originally. And if you, anyone who listened to the last episode of the last season would have heard us say we were going to kick off this season with an Irish beer. But a special beer got launched while we were on somewhat of a hiatus, or starting our hiatus. So we kind of paired that with an English beer, because it is an English beer. So, to get to the point... <laughs> This week's beers are Adnams Broadside, that 30-something-year-old classic beer, with Beaver Town's Skull King Double IPA. Kind of like an old and the new mix and match. It's going to be an interesting one. So, (laughs) we'll get into those
1: in just a little bit. Stevie! Ma! You got any news, mate? There's loads of news, mate. We've been off air for what feels like an age. It's only actually a week that we haven't recorded a show. But in that time, there's loads of news, yes. All right, here's your pips. Beep, 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 Okay, I'm going to start off with something that you have hopefully heard in our mini-sode that we put out just before the end of Season 6. The United Craft Brewers Association was launched at an event at Beaver Town a few weeks ago now. There's still very little uh information to emerge about this so i'd probably just say for now go back and listen to our mini so that, that we did where justin mason interviewed um logan plant um and get the lowdown on the united craft brewers association and watch this space as more information comes out about that we'll be sharing it with you uh, while we've been off as well there was another festival launch that i'm keen to get your thoughts on this one mate um, the london craft beer carnival um was launched from the 1st to the 4th of october it's going to be 50 of the world's greatest breweries coming to london to celebrate great beer uh, there's going to be no court brands in there it's 100 invitation only um so there's no big breweries and it's going to be 50 breweries under one roof in central london some of the names that are on the list that that you'll know from um just beers in the uk and beers that we've featured before Galway Bay, Beaver Town, Burning Sky, Fine, Wild, Colonel, Northern Monk, Thornbridge. Uh, and it goes on. Um, 100 kegs per session. Once they're gone, they're gone. Six sessions over four days. It's the interesting thing. Each session costs £50 what? per session. Yes. It's a lot of money. <laughs> if, if you want to go for the whole weekend, it's £250. Now, there, there was quite a storm about this when it was launched on twitter and and i've got to say i i had an opinion on it as well because i i think it's a great idea and and, and i can see the idea of if you pay 50 quid and you essentially drink as much as you can for that session for, right. for your 50 pounds now that's all very well and good but i've been to festivals where i've paid a tenner to get in and i've struggled to spend 50 quid on beer yeah. um i just think and also i just think the timing of it is all wrong it's it's squeezed it's the week before indie man um and it's a few weeks after the london craft beer festival as well and i just can't understand why they've that they've squeezed it into that tiny space when they've got the whole whole year to choose from anyway that's just my view i don't know what you think of it mate um whether you've seen this whether you've got any thoughts on it
2: i i saw i saw the whispers Going all the mutterings going around on Twitter when it was launched, I, I didn't pay that much attention to it because um, I'm not really—I don't go to many beer festivals—and so it, it didn't really bother me. I didn't really understand what the whole deal was. I figured it was just the launch date was the, the main thing, and I saw you mention a fifty-pound fee. So, but I, I thought that was a ticket thing for the ticket fee for the entire
1: festival. No, that's per not, session, mate. Not
2: per session. 50 per session. I mean. I'm not a huge drinker, but like if I take into consideration say the Great British Beer Festival that we went to last year, um, just thinking about, I drank, because we had the thirds glass, and we went around and I was there for about maybe three hours, and I think I may have had all up maybe three and a half pints of different beers as going along. But the main thing was meeting people and talking to people, and to think that I'm going to have you know, someone will pay 50 quid to go into a session and basically want to get their 50 quids worth, you know, that, that's 10 pints that they're wanting to drink from that session. Yeah. You know what I mean? E- easily, yeah. And you're not going to get that because you're going to meet people, you're going to be talking about the beers and before you know it, most of the entertainment you've created yourself with your interactions with people and you maybe had two or three pints. It sounds like a bit of a gold mine for the organisers, I have to say.
1: Yeah, uh, I think so. Well, it's it's no secret that the guys behind it, the Craft Beer Co., who have got uh, right. a, a number of bars all over london and and the southeast um i'd be interested in um hearing what the listeners think of that as well so so what do you prefer when it comes to a beer festival do do you want to just pay your money once get in and drink as much as you can while you're in that session or would you rather a lower ticket price and and then um reasonable price for samples of beer for the session let us know um tweet us or or, or leave a comment in tonight's show notes but anyway if if you want further information about that londoncraftbeercarnival.com is where you go for that information Okay, so next up, um, the Magic Rock Taproom, something that I and most beer geeks are very, very excited about. Um, Opening in June 2015. um, This is a bit of a plug for them, really. Um, They're looking for experienced bartenders and supervisors. So if anybody's from that area um in Huddersfield and wants to work for magic rock in their new taproom they're they're paying living wage which is 7.85 per hour for bartenders 8.50 for supervisors send your cv and a short paragraph about yourself to taproom at magicrockbrewing.com just a couple of other things as well uh new podcasts out from the irish beer snob and from stephen <laughs> Rowland. Stephen Rowland hit their 100th show recently and, and gave us a big shout on it. So thanks guys for that. Make sure you check out these podcasts because Stephen Rowland stuff is really good. It's really to the point. It's tied into the beer bod's beer each week, but um, th- there's quite some interesting banter that goes on between the guys there, particularly around their disagreeing around branding and flavors <laughs> and that sort of thing. So um, an Irish beer snob, Wayne and Janice have got a new episode out as well. So check those out. And then finally, just one last plug for um, our old mate, some random bloke off Twitter, just Justin Mason, when he was on a few weeks ago, he was talking about his new blog series uh, around beers in Essex. Well, he's now started a new Twitter feed just to focus on beers in Essex. So you can follow that at beers in Essex if that's the sort of thing that you're into. Very good. And that so endeth the news. Yeah, big news this week, mate. But there's (laughs) going on while we've been off for that one week.
2: Yes, indeed. Anyway, speaking of malt bombs, as I was, we've got this week's first beer... First of two England representatives for the Six Nations contest, it is Broadside from Adnams. Now if you want a little bit of the history of the beer, Steve has done a great little interview with Belinda Jennings from Adnams, um, which is going to be at the end of the show, so give that a listen, Um, well worth listening to, and she talks about how this beer came about and all that kind of stuff. So, Steve's pouring his
1: out already. So I'm
2: gonna get yeah. cracking.
1: I, I need. I wanted to get this to a glass just to to let it sit for a bit because it's it's a beautiful looking beer when it's in the glass and there's so much aroma going on in there. I wanted to just give that a couple of seconds to to, to air out before we actually got into it. Now I imagine at this stage there's probably a few people thinking, "Oh, Adnams, really? What are you guys doing?" <laughs> When when we originally put this, this this season's this together, I've got to say that Broadside is a beer that I've wanted to feature on the show for ages, and we've never we've never found a place for it to to sit. And and then when we came up the con with a concept for this Six Nations season, it seemed to sit really well in in within within that in terms of representing England in a really traditional style yep. of, of of beer. So um, I'm quite pleased to be doing Broadside. Finally, on the beer Clock show.
2: Yeah, I think we wanted to do it in the early days, but we we had done Southwold Bitter by Adams, and like that was, I think that was our first beer. It was. Did. Yeah. So we kind of held off, and then ended up we, we held off for three years. But <laughs> yeah. Here we go.
1: Broadside, really easy to get. Um, it's it stopped in all the big four supermarkets. As, yes, yeah. as, as well. So
2: surprisingly, it's um, when you consider how popular something like Ghost Ship is. Broadside is much more available than Ghost Ship.
1: Yeah, and, and also it's one of the um, it's one of the Weatherspoon's core range of, of, of cask owls as, as well now, so you can get the cask version in pretty much any Weatherspoon up and down the country.
2: Yeah, so the bottled version is six point two percent ABV. I think Belinda mentioned in your interview at the end that the cask is um, a little bit lighter on ABV yes. because obviously, yeah. being cask, you don't want to knock people's socks off with the six percent. Um
1: shall we get into it mate? Yeah, let's. Um so, it's sitting here. I'm I'm letting it air. It's got a lovely it has got a lovely kind of an and I think people should be able to relate this, relate to this. A lovely traditionally boozy flavour uh, aroma to it.
2: As usual, I'm not getting much on the nose.
1: Yeah. It's um it's very malty as you'd expect from Adnams. there's, there's some dark fruits going oh, yeah. on in there as well. I'm I'm looking forward to um Having a good go at this. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, mate. mate. Welcome back to another season.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's a lovely, malty, dark, woody, slightly bitter finish. Mm. Nice residue. It's
1: got some really rich flavors going on in there Mm. as as, as well, isn't it? Like you say, you get that maltness up up front and you know i i know i've said this on the show loads of times but there's a there's a taste that you get from adnams beers and it it sits right throughout their beers and and I, i call it that strong adnams backbone and and that's there in this beer that's holding it up you do get lovely woody earthy flavors coming through from it and then there's this lovely rich sweet finish that that's almost like it's like a fruitcake finish to it. It's got that lovely sweetness that you get from a fruitcake, and then a lovely soft bitterness at the end.
2: I take it this has got fuggles in.
1: First gold hops. First so gold. it's um, yeah, pal al and chocolate malt and first gold hops. Okay. So in, in terms of where, where we're at with this season. In, in terms of celebrating beers from all around the UK and, and, and Europe and particularly celebrating Beer Day Britain, this this is a beer that is brewed completely with British ingredients so that you couldn't get more English than Adnams Broadside.
2: Yeah. It's a lovely beer. It's, it's very smooth. Very easy for a 6.2%. Nice Mm. residual bitterness as well. It kind of hangs around for a little bit, but the maltiness doesn't hang around, which is, you know, you can get some malty beers that are quite cloying and you're just left with a mouthful of stickiness. You don't get that with this, despite, you know, the strength of that malt flavour coming through. Just a nice residual bitterness at the back of your tongue, ready to be washed away by the next mouthful.
1: Yeah, and as, as you mentioned, the the interview that I did with Belinda at the end, Belinda talks about the differences between the, the the bottle version and the cask version, the fact that there's a difference in the ABV between the two beers as well, um, the reasoning behind that. So it talks about the fact that Adnams have been playing with this as well. So this is one of the first beers that Adnams have been experimenting with in terms of some barrel aging. So they've been aging some broadside in some whiskey casks up at Adnams as well. And I had a little taste of that when I was up there. It's available at some selected festivals in the UK. Puts a really different finish on it as, as well. And so the cast version of broadside that they're playing with in, in, in there but to give it some little differences. But it's a, it's a solid, good, traditionally English beer
2: it is yeah you can't really fault it you know unless you're not into this kind of thing but I, I would think even the more wankier of craft lovers should be able to see um see the good qualities in this you know it's really nicely balanced and you're actually getting mouthful of flavors which aren't full of twigs and leaves if you yeah. know what i mean
1: yeah and i think it's you know it's a good point that you make there it's Being able to brew a really, really good, typically strong English bitter isn't an easy feat it it's not it shouldn't be scoffed at just because it's adnams broadside and it's widely available it doesn't doesn't mean there's any less skill gone into this and 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 i know from what we've got planned for the homebrew show i I know one of our homebrewers is planning on brewing a, a traditional english bitter as part of that and and some chatter that we've been having he's he's really worried about how that's going to be perceived by the craft community Mm-hmm. And I know that the other home brewers that we've got involved in that show, because we've been chatting on email, have said to him, hey, if you pull off a strong English Britter, we're all going to take our hats off for you, because that is a feat as a home brewer to, to be able to produce. So, yeah, it, it shouldn't be scoffed at just because, as I say, just because it's produced by a big regional brewery, just because it's widely available doesn't make it any less of a good beer.
2: No, and and, you know, in the last six months we've seen a couple of other breweries Doing their takes on some on things like Yorkshire bitter and things like that, and you know if you consider Fuller's ESB is considered one of you know the best bitters around, so you know it's a style that is worth trialing
1: and done well, it's it's worth drinking. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's an enjoyable beer. It's it's definitely one that you I'd probably rather be having this in the winter months. Mm-hmm. It's it's one that I'd like to to sit with and drink over the course of the evening. Um, I'd, I'd, it'd be good to do an experiment in terms of comparing the cask and bottle side by side as well to see what the differences are. Yeah. Um, but like, it's one that's very widely available, so um, we'd love to hear people's thoughts on this beer as well. What what do you think of Adam's Broadside? Let us know.
2: Anyway, while we continue supping on this, I think we have a
1: a little announcement. We do to make. indeed. Yes. So, crack on. It's well, it's competition time, and we haven't done a competition. <laughs> no, for we ages. haven't. Um, so we are celebrating our new partnership with one of the um, online suppliers that are that are giving us discounts now for the show. So, um, with thanks to eBrea for. Us with um, three boxes, which we're going to give away. Three boxes of beer. And people that are familiar with show will remember what we did with Beers 52 a while back where we decided we'd give, we'd give the boxes away over our three main social platforms. Well, we're going to do the same again. So here's how you can get being with a chance of winning one of those three boxes. First, first one is through a Twitter competition that will be running from Sunday the 17th until Sunday the 31st of May. That's going to be a very simple click here. Enter that sort of thing. We'll select one winner randomly from the list, and you will receive a box of Ebria beers. The second way of winning a box of beers is to go to iTunes and to review and rate the show any reviews posted between Friday the 11th of May and Sunday the 31st of May will also go into a second draw and a name will be pulled out of the hat and that will second person will win a box of Ebria beers and then the third way that you can win it and it's prize this list, prize priceless list, no more time <laughs> on Instagram for the next 3 shows whoever gets announced as a prize this prize winner will also go into a draw for a box of ebria beers now these competitions will be running right up until the 31st of may for the next three weeks you've got plenty of time to enter unfortunately to our irish listeners it's uk entries only um really sorry about that guys but those are the rules imposed on us by ebria however that being said they have said that if you guys have friends or relatives in northern ireland they will ship to there if you win so hopefully that won't deter you from winning so those will be the three ways that you can enter the competitions all of the links and how to do it will be in the show notes so you can either win on twitter you can win by reviewing on itunes or you can win by winning the prizes prize prize this no more
2: and big thanks to ebria Massive You're thanks to the offering guys us that awesome prize,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, right, how are you finding the end of this
1: broadside, mate? It's it's just solid through and through, mate. R- right to the end, it's, it's a really enjoyable beer. Um, and I, I think strangely, compared to some of the beers that we've drunk recently that are quite high ABV, and and we kind of sit here and go, Oh, yeah, that's sessionable six and a half percent, seven percent. It's sessionable. I think this is a beer that actually shows it's ABV. It's it's not hidden. You do get the feel that it's six point two percent. And actually oh, I was it two, six point three. See, I can't even I can't even remember what ABV it is right now and I'm I'm set sat right next to the bottle. Um it's it's six point three. It's really um, it's it's just really enjoyable. Uh, like I say, you just get solid aromas, solid flavours from it, really rich, sweet fruitcake flavours off of it, lovely bit of finish. Um, a really, really enjoyable beer.
2: Indeed, and like you're saying, the ABV is there, but it's so smooth that who cares?
1: Yeah, worryingly <laughs> smooth though. That's that's the thing.
2: <laughs> right, shall we get on to the next one, mate? Let's. Okay, so as I mentioned, this is a pretty new beer. It's a limited edition. It's from our buddies at Beaver Town. It's called Skull King Double RPA, and if you're involved in the beer community on Twitter, no doubt. You saw the beer wankers getting all kinds of excitement about this beer in the last couple of weeks. Um, we managed to get a couple of cans on when it launched, and um, I don't really know what else to say. It's a double IPA. It is, where's the ABV on this? 8.7. Fuck oh, it, 8. <laughs> I don't know what hops they're
1: using in this. Do you know what? Yes, yes, I do. Now, this is interesting because in direct contrast to the Adnams beer, which I think showcases English beer really, really well um, from kind of the old guard, as it may be. We're jumping now to one of the newest progressive breweries in the UK. First time we've seen a UK double IPA in a can. British brewed completely with American hops though. So it's it's right. an American hot bomb. It's citra, it's Columbus and it's Amarillo. Oh, They're all God. thrown in there. It's gonna be those big citrusy flavors that you expect from a from a big American double IPA all in this tiny little nano keg that, that, that Beaver Town have produced. And, yes, um, one that people got very excited about when it was launched. Um, I have to say thanks to the guys at Beaver Town because they did give us these cans to, to review on tonight's show. So thank you very much for that. I'm really looking forward to getting into this one because I think it's going to be the sort of beer that is right up my street.
2: <laughs> Indeed. And if you're lucky and if you're quick, Ales by I'll have cans of these. So... They may be all gone by the time the show comes out, though.
1: Yep, there are there are still a few online suppliers that are, are saying they've got cans of these, but I, I know that as this show was released, the Owls by Males ones did go on sale this week, so you can get in. We are still carrying the discount code for Owls by mail as well, um, same as it always was, so um, try and get in and get a couple of cans of Skull King. Um, I think you won't be disappointed.
2: You can smell those American hops. The minute you We're... crack the can... Yep. And it's lovely and carbonated, very slight head, just what you would want from an IPA, really.
1: Yeah. Huge it's...
2: citrus flavours. Oh, they're kind of like really rounded citrus flavours as well. I think the Amarillo is kind of putting some body in behind that citra.
1: Yep, there's, there's tropical in there, there's, there's kind of a little bit of that resin coming off of there as well. Mm-hmm. Little bit of forest floor in in there, a bit of dankness from the forest floor. Oh, oh, mate, I I'm gonna, I've got to dive into this. Okay, cheers, Here, oh, really yeah. nice. guys. <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah. That's just so smooth on the finish.
2: Yeah, that really hoppy nose kind of belies a really smooth, easy mouthful of beer.
1: Yeah. That is not you get all the tropical citrusy flavours up front. They they hit you straight away. You get a little bit of sticky syrup in the middle, and then you're waiting for a big bitter kick that you get from a from a double hot bomb at the end, and it's just not there.
2: Mm. It's
1: just really, really smooth on the finish.
2: Yeah. I'm getting kind of like the second wave of bitterness after it's gone down, but like you're saying, you're not getting that full on hot bomb into your mouth as soon as you take a sip. Sometimes you get the, these overly hopped beers or these really hoppy beers that kind of fill your nasal cavities with the hoppiness and everything as well. And if you're not a fat, big fan of the Ovi, you know, the, the really hoppy stuff, like me, sometimes that, that's... <sighs> words. Sometimes that can be off-putting, but...
1: Very well done, the Beaver Town on this one. This is really easy. No, I was, was going to say, how are you finding this, mate? Because you're you're not a massive fan of double IPAs. Now I'm not because normally
2: you get at like I said, your nasal cavities get filled with pine needles and grapefruit, but I'm not getting that. I think really think the lovely orangey flavours from the Amarillo are kind of balancing off the Citra and the Centennial in a really smooth. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting those prickles of bitterness all the, all around my mouth, which is lovely. Very very slight malty tastes underneath. Really a really nice mix of hops on this. You know, too often Centennial can really overpower. You know, Citra is a lovely hop. I'm not a huge fan of Centennial. Let's be fair. I really love Amarillo. We've had some great Amarillo beers, like in the last year or so. But I mean, this is a nice mix. It's, it's a shame this is a limited edition. I'd, I'd like to think that they're going to bring this out, you know, a bit more regularly. Eight point seven percent. It's not a guzzler, but I really want to guzzle it. It, it is. It's <laughs> it's one.
1: It's one that it just it it, it makes you want to drink it. Yeah. It's it's so tasty and it's so well balanced. The balance is perfect on it. Um, it, it's got just about the right body. It's it's really easy to drink. It's fantastically as well coming from a can. It's not too carbonated, so it's not being killed by the fizz.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just really, really good. I'm, I'm also disappointed that this is a, a limited edition and... It's interesting because Beaver Town don't do IPA. If, if you look at their core range, that they've got Neck Oil, which is their session IPA, and then they've got Gamma Ray, which obviously a lot of people get confused as an IPA when it actually isn't. Um, what but what, then they what is Gamma
2: Ray classed as? Is, is Gamma Ray is classed
1: as a PAL, yeah. Right. Um, and, and then you look kind of some of their seasonals and that's where they bring in their IPA. So they've got their Bloody L, the, the Blood Orange IPA. They've now got the Skulking, King, which they're bringing in as a double IPA. I'm, I don't think they've got one later on in the year that's uh, that's another IPA that comes in because they do other seasonals. But mm-hmm. this is just uh, an absolutely remarkable beer. And, you know, the, the fact that as a record-breaking as well because it's the first time we've seen a double IPA in a can from a UK brewery. Just just goes to um to, to show how really I think Beaver Town have come and I still think they've got a long long way to go and uh I I, I think they're just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger and better and better.
2: Yeah. Um anyone who watched the last lock in or saw the f- tweets the next morning from people um will remember my drunken mini rant about overly hopped beers. Um, especially double Ipas and the like but they've nailed this one this is exactly what a double IPA should be like I think yeah you know, the, the mesh of flavors the hops aren't killing everything and oh, it's, it's just really nice you know f- for a brewery that doesn't do IPA except for the seasonal ones they know how to do an IPA because that blood orange, yeah. the bloody owl was a gorgeous beer and well worth having mm-hmm and i mean you can still get it in some places around about.
1: well you can still get it when we were there mate i've got i've got to say from the amount of cans they had stacked up of empty bloody hell bloody hell cans <laughs> I think it's more than a seasonal this year yeah and, unless they're keeping them d- aside for next year i think they've got plans to f- brew a few more batches of bloody hell
2: yeah i had that on can and on you see the keckle cask at the old fountain, I, I can't remember. <laughs> but well, it, the
1: task of it's very rare, mate. So it's probably I, the keg then. I, yeah, but it, yeah, was, and that
2: was gorgeous. And please, Beaver Town, if you're listening, just just keep this on.
1: Yeah. More skulking, please. Keep, keep it coming. Keep it keep on your boards. Yeah, yeah, um, fantastic beer. Yeah, listen, guys, if if you can find this online, don't um and ah about buying it. Don't don't question whether it's worth investing in. Get, get some of this ball and get it down because it's, it's an where and he's done and, it, and it's gone <laughs> it was it was all too easy that was that, exactly what I look like look for in a double exactly what I look like <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody's seen the Skull King cans that, that's exactly what I look like right now is, is that skull that, that, that guy on the front there um, no, exactly what I look for in a, in a double IPA um, brilliant job and lovely as well, and obviously I'm going to say this, but perfect contrast to the Adnams Broadside at, at, at the beginning. Yeah. The two just balance so well mm-hmm. in terms of this big, both big, bold, full of flavours, but both so really, really good at what they do as well. Mm-hmm.
2: And both really good examples of what the English beer scene is
1: capable of pulling out. Absolutely, and obviously, you know, we're doing a show on English beer, There are hundreds of breweries in this country. It's difficult to have picked out a beer or beers to represent England. Um, We've obviously gone for these two. We went for Adnams because it was a fairly easy choice with a broadside. Luckily, Beaver Town dropped the Skull King just as we finished recording the last season. And it was just an opportunity to really showcase the old and the new.
2: Yeah. Right. Um. So, that's Adam Broadside, 6.3%. We had it in bottle, and Skull King from Beaver Town, which is 8.7%. <laughs> Double IPA. Gorgeous mix of citrus, Centennial and Amarillo hops in that, and obviously the first... The first goldings? First gold hops. First gold, yeah. First yeah. gold hops in the, in the Broadside. Right. As we had, <laughs> luckily,
1: quite... As we head as we head downhill
2: towards the end, <laughs> Fucking hell! The, you didn't give it easy to me on this first show back, did you? No, no,
1: no. Let's let's break you in gently, <laughs> let's, or, or let's just try and break you on the first show. Do we have an Instagram of the week, mate? Well, well, we do, mate. And and actually, we have two this this Ooh. week because I I couldn't I couldn't split them, and so so both of these will go into the prize this prize prize this no more fund, um for for the jaws in a few weeks' time. But the the first one is a. N- contributor to, to the prizes prize and possibly one of the greatest names i'm ever going to say on air so um at gammon baron who, <laughs> who which is just the name I mean, uh, james mcintyre um great picture of, of a skull king can that there, there were obviously lots of pictures on, on Instagram over the last couple of weeks of Skull King. Um and and I thought it only right on tonight's show to to, to celebrate the, the prize this prize prize this no more with uh, <laughs> a a Skull King picture. So that's the first prize this prize winner. And and then the flip side of that is is obviously somebody actually also posted a picture of Broadside hey! as, as well. So I, I thought you can't give one and not the other. So um Regular contributor uh, to the Prizes Prize, Plym Sean 101 for his picture of a, a bottle of broadside in an Adnams glass with a Union Jack draped <laughs> over it. You can't get more British than, than Sean's picture. So both both Sean and James will go into the pot for the, the, the Prizes Prize, prize. Prizes No More prize that, that's being um, donated by Ebria And we will announce the winner of that on the show the week commencing... 1st of June. (laughs) Very good.
2: As I mentioned during the competition bit, we have 10% discount codes from three different online retailers. Ales by Mail, our old mates, are still offering their 10% discount code, as well as new codes from Ebria who are offering the the competition prize. They're offering 10% discount not only on their beer range, but also on their beer club. Isn't that right, Steve?
1: Uh, It's... Ten ten pounds. Ten off pounds of the off the order yeah. um,
2: of a beer club subscription. Yeah, and the other one is beautiful beers. A shop that I've regularly visited. It's in Bury St Edmunds. They have a great range of um, Trappist beers, all kind of Belgian stuff, all stuff from Europe, glassware, all that kind of stuff. I don't know if the ten percent discount applies to glassware, but you could always drop Renee a note and just find out. <laughs> whatever
1: have And and I've I've got to say as well is take some time to have a dig around their website because you'll find some gems in there oh, yes. as, as well. I, I actually found that I'm going to announce it now, probably already sold out, but I actually found that he was one of the only online suppliers still to be stocking left-hand nitro stout. <laughs> now that's that's a beer that comes in and goes out very quickly from most online suppliers. So take the time to have a dig around the Beautiful Beers website and you will find some fantastic little gems hidden in there. And if you're in Suffolk, Drive up to Beryshire Edmonds,
2: pop in, see in the, in the shop. It's a great little shop. I've been going there for a couple of years. And he's a lovely fella. 10% off from him as well. Check out the Season 7 Beer list page on our website, which is beeroclockshow.co.uk. And you can find the discount codes there at the bottom. Right, what's coming up next week,
1: mate? Okay, next week, we will going back to Ireland that we were supposed to be doing on this week's show, but it got bumped in favour of Skull King. So so next week we're going back to Ireland and we are reviewing uh, a brewery that we didn't feature in in the last season of of, of the Irish beers, Um, a brewery called Eight Degrees, who do do some fantastic beers. Um, They do two of the best IPAs and double IPAs in Ireland after, obviously, Galway Bays of Foam and Fury. Um, But next week we are featuring a beer that was very, very limited that they produced in Ireland, called Polar Vortex and, and that's another IPA and we are very grateful to our good old friend Wayne in in Ireland for, for getting that beer over to us to, to sample on this season of the show. Indeed, and
2: don't forget to hang around after the tinkly tinkly music for Steve's interview with Belinda Jennings from Adnams all about our one of our featured beers from tonight, Broadside. It's a really interesting interview, it's definitely worth listening to, it's only about seven minutes long, so give that a listen. Right, our website is beeroclockshow.co.uk Twitter is at beeroclockshow Instagram is at beeroclockshow Untapped is at beeroclockshow Steve I'm on Untapped at beershowmark and I'm on Twitter at
1: beershowmark
2: Right, you've killed me Steve Sorry mate, sorry, it's a,
1: a big start to the season Very big um, start We've got some great stuff coming up this season So it can only really go um go up from here yeah. or, or down, depending on what way you're looking at it So um,
2: yeah, check out the beer the, the, the season 7 beer list It is the Six Nations season We've got beers coming from all the different countries That are within Six Nations Rugby or something <laughs>
1: Rugby, but also it it does, if anybody hasn't already noticed It it does pull together our last two seasons as well So if for for those of you that have been with us for that long You'll remember that we did Ireland last season season Before that we did Italy as as well So um, we're we're going back to Ireland with with thanks to Wayne And we're also going back to Italy with thanks to to the guys from Beers from Italy as well Who have supplied us the beer for the Italian show when we get round to it
2: Yeah, we've got Scotland, we've got Wales and we've got France Yeah, we'll be doing it all mate Yep Right, that's it. Until next week, matey. It's
1: been the highlight of my week. My. <laughs> Until next time, bye bye. It's Beer O'Clock, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Beer. This week I am at Adnam's with Belinda Jennings, who is the production and quality manager. Belinda, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Steve, thank you. Um,
1: we are talking Broadside this week. It's the beer we featured on the show this week. It's easily one of your most recognisable beers from your, your, your core range. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the story behind Broadside?
0: Well, Broadside has had a long standing tradition, um, a lot of history there. So we, we had, back in 1672, we had the uh, the Battle of Sol Bay in Southwold. Uh, and in 1972, we decided to uh, celebrate that fact, 300 years, uh, and we launched Broadside.
1: Okay, so it's a recipe then that's about...
0: It's 40, 43 40 years, years now. Yeah, we okay, recently so celebrated
1: 40 years. So. Recipe, obviously... Well before your time here yes. at, at the brewery, Why, thank you. <laughs> um, where do do you know where the original inspiration came from for the the recipe as it stands now?
0: They, I mean, as it stands now, obviously there's a difference. It first came out in bottle, where um, which was a very sort of traditional, uh, rich, strong, fruity beer with just um your sort of yeah your darker darker colour and traditional British hops. Um, that's in bottle. Uh, and then in the eighties, we, we developed the cask version. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's there's quite a significant difference in the ABV of the bottle and the cask. Yes. Why is that? What what's is, was that intentional? Um...
0: It was yes. We do get asked that a lot because uh, it can be confusing for for customers. Yeah. So back in back in the seventies, um, the bottle market was uh, going well. People were drinking. They like the strong broadside at six point three percent. In the 80s, there was the sort of decline in the bottle market, more people were drinking cast beer, um, but they sort of made the decision we want to keep this brand going um, on cast, but 6.3% was a bit strong. So that's when the the recipe was sort of tweaked down a little bit. The same sort of basis of flavours, but tweaked down to the the 4.7%.
1: Okay, and which one's better?
0: Ooh, I think the bottle broadside. I do like myself really sort of full, full, Mm -hmm. malty beers.
1: what, what do you think the beer says about Adnams as, as, as a brewery?
0: It's been going so long and it's doing so well. It's a very sort of core traditional beer, which is what, what we are about, as well as sort of diversifying now with some more of these modern styles. Uh, but it's a lot about our, our tradition, our heritage, uh, and the history with the, the Battle of Salt Bay as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's... what's the, obviously the history's there in terms of, of the Battle of Sol Bay... Why the name Broadside?
0: It's part of a ship, isn't it? I think something. Nothing I'm not, to do not with the size of the. Uh, person. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, right. Yes, I think so. I think I just think that's where it where it came from. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, you've currently got hidden away in a in, in a warehouse somewhere. You've got a few barrels with, with some Broadside sat in it mm-hmm. aging away. Um, what was the decision behind playing around with the particularly using Broadside as as a beer to barrel age.
0: Um, as I say, is one that we're really well known for, and it's also such a robust, strong beer. It's one we thought would work well um, in, yeah, in the barrels. Um, so yeah, we've got all sorts tucked away. I lose track myself of uh, what, what we've got sort of hidden away and yeah. what, we're, what we're producing. Um, various, various bugs and yeasts added uh, and fruits. Um, then of course, we've got our spirit of broadside as well now from the distillery. Yeah. Um, which is our bottled version distilled and then put into barrels uh, for one year.
1: Mm-hmm. And at some point, um, when when we spoke to Fergus previously, he was saying the aim will be to do a broadside-aged version of broadside, or almost, so that spirit of broadside. Casks, are, you're just waiting for them to finish their life as... Creating that product, yes, and then the aim is going to be to, to put some broadside into those, and
0: right, okay, yeah, that's almost
1: the, with the double, broadside. double, double, broadside. Yeah, yeah. broadside, okay, yeah. No, I, I don't, was, I was that news that to one. you? That's used to me, thank you. Yes, okay. no, there's, there's
0: always something new happening, which yeah, is, which is good. Um, I think we put broadside pretty much into every sort of because we sort of sell products as well, like uh, ice cream in our, in our local shops, yeah. in our shops. Um, so we've got broadside ice cream, broadside bacon. Oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a
1: Christmas pudding as well, isn't there, there? Yes, yes, they do, yeah, they're pudding. very popular, they're yeah. very good. Okay, so let's just, um, let's briefly talk about you as, um, uh, as a brewer here. How long have you been with Adams now?
0: Be Ten years this year, Okay, yeah, in June.
1: And what was your background before that? Was, was, was you in brewing I, before that?
0: I was, yeah, so I had just sort of about eight or nine years at another brewery, quite a large brewery in Suffolk, mm-hmm. on the west, yeah, brew, we, sure we, yeah, we don't mention that on, <laughs> yeah. on this show.
1: The people that listen regularly know that we that's the brewery that's that mentioned.
0: shall not be named. Oh. <laughs> but uh yeah, for for me as training it was a it was a brilliant base mm-hmm. for sort of developing as a as a brewer and doing my brewing exams and then this job came up at Adams yeah. and I was like, Well, yes, that's, a, that's a place.
1: And if I've done my research right, your uh, Sort of responsible for the Jack brand range as well. You you're the one that gets to play around with the ideas and yes, come up with the new yes. ideas. I mean, for I that started range.
0: some of them. There's a team of us, so yeah. we all we all have a little uh, involvement, um, mm-hmm. depending on the time. And, but, yeah.
1: Where where do you go for your inspiration for for, for new beers in in that range?
0: Um, well, initially, I've craft beer bars. Yeah. You know, it's a hard job, but yeah, to go <laughs> out got there the, and yeah. yeah, see what's about and. Uh, or just yeah, think of a sort of new idea ourselves and but, uh yeah, mainly looking around and seeing what's about.
1: Yeah. And if there was one beer that you've not brewed yet, what's the beer that you would want to brew as part of that range?
0: Um we we talked earlier, I do like the Saison beers yeah. and I also like the sort of um sort of the, uh, well, American hops, but also the British hops now, the Jester, which mm-hmm. we've just done. So it would probably be like a very hoppy Saison that sort of style.
1: Okay. And the, the the wild hop that you did last year was kind of first no, nod towards a Saison style beer for for Yes, Agnums. that did have some Saison, yes. Um, and recently you've done the collaboration with Magic Rock. Um is there any plans to look to add a Saison to either the Jack brand? well, probably the Jack brand range at some point?
0: I hope so. Um, yeah, cause I think there's a market for it. Um, yeah, I'd really like a, a Saison in there. Okay, yeah.
1: cool. Well, listen, I'm taking up enough of your time. I'm going to let you get back down to, to the brewery. Thank you for talking to us about Broadside and giving us a little bit of background. As, as, as to you, and we'll look forward to the uh, to to the other beers that that come out of Adnams in in the next few years. Brilliant! Cheers,
0: Steve. Thank, Thank you. you.